Greetings, and thank you for tuning in to this PrimeMed podcast entitled "The How-Tos of Managing Drug-Drug Interactions in Non-Hospitalized Patients with COVID-19." Our learning objectives for this podcast are: one, review antivirals available for COVID-19 treatment in the outpatient setting; two. Discuss strategies to identify and manage potential drug-drug interactions in COVID-19 outpatient therapies. I'm Maggie Zhao, a clinical pharmacist at the Mayo Clinic, and have worked on COVID education for our clinicians for the past four years. Today, I'm going to review how to manage drug-drug interactions in non-hospitalized patients with COVID-19. The first question I want to discuss is, what are the current antiviral therapies available for use in the outpatient setting? Ritonavir-boosted nemetrelvir, treat name Paxlovid, remdesivir, treat name Veclari, and monopiravir, treat name Lagavril, are the antiviral therapies currently available? In the outpatient treatment of a mild to moderate COVID-19 in patients at high risk for progression to severe disease. For the rest of the podcast, I'll primarily use the brand names of these medications for simplicity. Paxlovid is approved in adults and authorized for emergency use in children 12 years of age and older. Weighing at least 40 kilo, who have a mild to moderate COVID-19 with a high risk for progression to severe disease within five days of symptom onset. In the Epic HR trial, Paxlovid reduced the risk of hospitalization or death by 89% compared to placebo. Paxlovid is administered orally twice daily. As a five-day course, within five days of symptom onset, it requires a renal dosing adjustment. The prescribing information and the EUA fact sheet currently do not recommend its use in patients with an eGFR less than 30. However, expanded renal dosing adjustments have been proposed in patients with eGFR less than 30. And in those who require hemodialysis based on limited data. Additionally, Paxlovid is not recommended in patients with a severe hepatic impairment, i.e., child PU class C. Common adverse events associated with Paxlovid include metallic taste in the mouth, diarrhea, hypertension, or myalgia. Paxlovid has significant and complex drug-drug interactions, or DDIs. Before prescribing Paxlovid, carefully review concomitant medications and assess risks, benefits, and significance of potential DDIs. We'll go into more depth later regarding DDI assessment and management. Veclari. A three-day regimen is approved by the FDA for use in non-hospitalized adults and pediatric patients, 28 days and older, and weighing at least three kilo, 
who have a mild to moderate COVID-19 with a high risk for progression to severe disease within seven days of symptom onset. In the pine tree trial, three days of IV vecclery resulted in an 87% relative reduction in the risk of hospitalization or death. It's administered as a 30-minute infusion daily for three days. Common adverse events include nausea and vomiting, elevated transaminases, and prothrombin time. Lagavril is authorized for emergency use by the FDA for the treatment of mild to moderate COVID-19 with five days of symptom onset in adults at high risk for progression to severe disease and for whom alternative COVID-19 treatment options are not accessible or clinically appropriate. The MOVE-OUT trial found that Lagavril reduced the rate of hospitalization or death by 31% compared to placebo, which is considerably lower than Paxlovid and Veclery. Lagavril is administered orally twice daily as a five-day course. Common adverse events include diarrhea, nausea, and dizziness. Lagavril is contraindicated in pregnancy. All the information I have just described, as well as some additional details, are outlined in the table that's available to view at your convenience on primemed.com. Now let's move on to question number two. What drug interactions are important to watch out for or would prevent the use of Paxlovid. Paxlovid has significant and complex DDIs, primarily because ritonavir is a strong cytochrome P450 3A4 inhibitor and a P-glycoprotein inhibitor. You may remember from your medical training days that there are a number of important hepatic enzymes involved in the breakdown of drugs from your system. And the cytochrome P453A4 or CYP3A4 is one of these enzymes. Ritonavir, one of the two major components of Paxlovid, is a potent inhibitor of this enzyme, which is required to boost and achieve the therapeutic concentration of nemotrelvir to make it more effective at fighting COVID. P-glycoprotein, a cell membrane transporter, is partly responsible for the clearance of certain medications in the body. Because Paxlovid contains ritonavir, other drugs that are metabolized by CYP3A4 or dependent on P-glycoprotein for clearance will also be affected. Therefore, Paxlovid is contraindicated in the following two scenarios, and alternative COVID-19 therapy should be prescribed as DDI management strategies in these scenarios are not possible or feasible, or the risk outweigh the potential benefits. The first scenario, Paxlovid is a contraindicated with medications that are highly dependent on the CYP3A4 enzyme for clearance from the body and for which 
elevated concentrations of the medication are associated with a serious or life-threatening reactions. For example, the following common cardiac medications are contraindicated with Paxlovid, including amiodarone, disopyramide, dofetilide, jonadarone, aplerinone, flaconide, avabridine, propofenone, tacagrelor, quinidine. There is a caveat with the clopidogrel or Plavix interaction with the Paxlovid. The effectiveness of clopidogrel is likely transiently decreased while taking Paxlovid. Co-administration is not recommended in patients at a very high risk of thrombosis, for example, within six weeks of coronary stenting. Still, other clinical situations may tolerate the reduced effect for the short duration of Paxlovid treatment. Carefully apply clinical judgment on a case-by-case -case basis. Another example, co-administering Paxlovid with the PED-5 inhibitors, including sildenafil, tadalafil, or vardenafil, is contraindicated. Therefore, alternative COVID-19 therapy is indicated when these agents are used to treat pulmonary hypertension. Otherwise, if these agents are used for erectile dysfunction, we may prescribe Paxlovid and instruct patients to hold them for the five-day duration of Paxlovid treatment and for two to three days after treatment completion. The second scenario, Paxlovid is contraindicated with medications that are potent CYP3A4 inducers where significantly reduced Paxlovid plasma concentrations may be associated with the potential for loss of efficacy and possible viral resistance. Paxlovid should not be administered within two weeks of receiving strong CYP3A4 inducers, for example, rifampin, phenytoin, carbamazepine, phenobarbital, St. John's wort, etc. Therefore, it's critical to review concomitant medications and assess risks, benefits, and the significance of potential DDIs before prescribing Paxlovid. Now let's move on to question number three. What drug interactions are important to watch out for or would prevent the use of Veclary? Currently, clinical DDI studies of Veclary have not been conducted. However, clinically significant DDIs with Veclary are unlikely based on its metabolism and clearance, except that co-administration with chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine is not recommended, as it may result in reduced antiviral activities of Veclary. Question number four, what drug drug interactions can be mitigated so COVID-19 antivirals can still be used? Paxlovid is the only highly effective oral antiviral available for treating COVID-19. DDIs that can be safely managed should not preclude using this medication.
Many common outpatient medications may be co-administered with Paxlovid without needing DDI management strategies. For example, acid reducers including H2 blockers, PPIs, common cardiovascular medications including carvedilol, metoprolol, lisinopril, losartan, presogril, etc. Anti-diabetes medications including insulin, metformin, contraceptives, neuropsychiatric medications including SSRIs, SNRIs, select TCAs, thyroid medications, etc. Additionally, many DDIs between Paxlovid and the common outpatient medications can be safely managed with strategies including temporarily withholding the concomitant medication, adjusting the dose of the concomitant medication, continuing the concomitant medication, and monitoring for potential adverse reactions due to the drug interaction or using an alternative medication. Use the chosen management strategies for the five-day duration of Paxlovid treatment and for at least two to three days after treatment completion. CYP3A4 inhibition by rotonavir typically resolves two to three days after discontinuation, with variances possible based on patient-specific factors or for drugs with a long half-life. In addition, the current DDI guidance is based on the five-day treatment course. The DDI potential may change based on treatment duration. Here are some examples of how to apply these strategies. Strategy one, temporarily withholding the concomitant medication. For example, a torvastatin can be held during the five-day Paxlovid treatment and for three days after completion of Paxlovid. Strategy two, adjusting the dose of the concomitant medication. For example, we may reduce amlodipine dose by 50% or take it every other day for five days while taking Paxlovid and for three days after Paxlovid completion. Advise patient to monitor for symptoms of high bowel tension. Strategy three, continuing the concomitant medication and monitoring for potential adverse reactions due to the drug interaction. For example, BPH agents, including doxazosin, terazosin, or heart failure medication, Intresto. We may continue them while on Paxlovid and monitor for signs and symptoms of high bowel tension. Strategy four, using an alternative medication. For example, when apixaban is used for acute thromboembolism, for patients at high risk of recurrent thromboembolism, consider switching from apixaban to low molecular weight heparin while on Paxlovid. Patients with a lower risk of thromboembolism could be switched to aspirin on a case-by-case -case basis while on concurrent Paxlovid. Question number five. When would a consultation with a pharmacist or a patient specialty care provider be advised? 
when assessing and managing Paxlova DDIs, consider consulting a pharmacist or subspecialty expert, especially for patients receiving highly specialized regimens, for example, antineoplastics, oral anticoagulants, antiarrhythmics, anti-HIV drugs, neuropsychiatric medications, or certain immunosuppressants. For example, for solid organ transplant or SOT recipients, though initially thought of as a contraindication due to DDIs with immunosuppressants, including tacrolimus, cyclosporin, serolimus, or avarolimus, Evidence supports that Paxlovid may be safely prescribed to SOT patients if an expert managing DDI is available and if close therapeutic drug monitoring is logistically feasible. However, the DDIs should be managed in consultation with the patient's specialist providers as adjustments to immunosuppressive regimens should be individualized based on the patient's transplant status, COVID-19 disease severity, the risk of graft rejection, etc. Question number six. What are some resources clinicians can access to help manage potential drug interactions related to COVID-19 antivirals? To identify and manage clinically significant drug interactions, including contraindicated drugs, check out the following resources, all available online, and these will be listed in the resource and reference section for this activity on primed.com. University of Liverpool COVID-19 Drug Interactions Checker FDA Paxlovid Patient Eligibility Screening Checklist Tool for Prescribers NIH Potential Drug Drug Interactions Between Paxlovid and Concomitant Medications The University of Waterloo, University of Toronto Drug Interaction Guide IDSA Management of Drug Interactions with Paxlovid Paxlovid Prescribing Information and the EUA fact sheet. University Health Network and the Kingston Health Science Center, Management of Paxlovid Drug Interactions in Oncology. Now let's put it all together by discussing a patient case. 55-year-old female complains of cough, headache, fever, congestion, and a sore throat after a recent trip. Her symptoms started two days ago, and her home antigen test is positive for COVID-19. She's currently quarantined at home. Her vital signs are stable. She has normal renal and hepatic function. Her past medical history is significant for coronary artery disease and hypertension. Her home medications include aspirin 81 mg daily, Metoprolol sustained release 25 mg daily, atorvastatin 20 mg daily, multivitamins daily, Tylenol PRN for fever, headache, Docusate PRN for constipation. 
she contacts you, her primary care physician. How would you manage this patient? Based on her age, symptoms, and past medical history of coronary artery disease and hypertension, she meets the criteria for mild to moderate COVID-19 with a high risk for progression to severe disease, and she is within five days of symptom onset. Therefore, she's eligible for antiviral therapy. You verify her list of home meds is up to date and plug them in the University of Liverpool COVID-19 drug interaction checker. The only significant DDI is between Paxlovid and atorvastatin, which can be safely managed by pausing atorvastatin during Paxlovid treatment and for three days after the last dose of Paxlovid. Her renal and hepatic functions are normal. Therefore, you prescribe Paxlovid, instruct the patient on torvastatin management strategy, isolation at home, and the supportive care. Quite simple, isn't it? Now let's add some twist to it. The same patient and presentation. The only addition is that the patient is status post liver transplant in 2018, secondary to primary sclerosing cholangitis, and has been maintained on tacrolimus 3 mg twice daily, in addition to other home meds listed above. Now, how would you manage this patient? The patient is at an even higher risk for progression to severe COVID-19, given her underlying immunocompromised state. The Liverpool COVID-19 drug interaction checker recommends avoiding Paxlovid unless close therapeutic monitoring of tacrolimus serum concentrations is feasible as a Paxlovid may raise tacrolimus concentration to toxic levels. However, there are no significant DDIs between Veclery, tacrolimus, or other home meds. The patient has easy access to an infusion center for IV Veclery. You connect with the patient's transplant specialist, who also favors Veclery. Therefore, you prescribe Veclery, set up infusion center visits for three days, and instruct patient on isolation strategies and supportive care. Now there's a one more twist. The same patient with a liver transplant status as above. She lives remotely without easy access to IV Veclery infusion but has a medical laboratory nearby where tacrolimus serum concentrations can be easily obtained. You connect with the patient's transplant specialist who refers you and the patient to the transplant pharmacist who has developed a dedicated workflow and therapeutic drug monitoring program that allows for the safe use of Paxlovid in patients receiving tacrolimus. The pharmacist offers detailed instructions on tacrolimus management based on serial blood level monitoring, and the patient verbalizes understanding. Therefore, in this scenario, you prescribe Paxlovid, 
instruct the patient on atorvastatin management strategy in addition to tacrolimus management, isolation at home, and supportive care. In summary, what are the key takeaways? Number one, Paxlovid, Veclury, and Legavril are the antiviral therapies currently available in the outpatient treatment of mild to moderate COVID-19 in patients at high risk for progression to severe disease. Number two, the efficacy of Paxlovid and Veclury are comparable in terms of risk reduction of hospitalization or death and is greater than what's reported for Legavril. Number three, Paxlovid and Legavril are administered orally as a five-day regimen, while Veclury is administered as a three-day course of IV infusions. Consider the feasibility of administering IV medication when selecting outpatient therapy. Number four, Paxlovid has significant and complex DDIs. It's critical to review concomitant medications and assess risks, benefits, and the significance of potential DDIs before prescribing Paxlovid. Number five, Paxlovid is the only highly effective oral antiviral available for treating COVID-19. DDIs that can be safely managed should not preclude using this medication. Many resources are available to help identify and manage DDIs. Consult a pharmacist or subspecialty expert, especially for patients receiving highly specialized regimens. I hope you found this information helpful. To obtain your CME credit, please visit primemed.com and complete a short post-assessment. If you listen to this podcast on another platform, please refer to the episode description where there is a direct link to the activity page on primemed.com for claiming CME credit. Thank you for listening to this Primed podcast and have a nice day.